and hot. The answer, uh, did you get it, was spot, spotlight, spot check and hot spot. So the answer was spot. There you go. Today's riddle, I thought it was quite an easy one, but uh, I don't know, how did you get on? Uh, we'll do the same uh, this time next week on Riverside Drive. Ed Sheeran up next. Switch on Southwest London. Hey, what's up? This is Ed Sheeran. Let's go. Riverside Radio. Stop the clocks, it's amazing. You should see the way the light dances up your head. A million colors of hazel, golden and red. Saturday morning is fading The sun's reflected by the coffee in your hand My eyes are caught in your gaze all over again We were love drunk waiting on a miracle Trying to find ourselves in the winter snow So we're in there Riverside Drive just coming to an end after 6 o'clock don't forget Tom Lovelace uh, Riverside Run Club at 7 o'clock Spotlight uh, all the musical hits being played for an hour there Freckless Friends from 8 till 9 uh, Do's Points the Eurovision show with Andrea at 9 o'clock at 10 o'clock it's Teenage Kicks uh, and at 11 o'clock taking us through to the early hours it's Vinyl Revival with Ill Pie Records uh, and Kevin Wood playing all the uh all the vinyl classics there. I'll see you next time. Nathan Dorr taking us to the news. If heaven had a phone line, would I be the first one you would die? If heaven had a phone line, would you call me up from the other side?
reports suggest the BBC presenter at the centre of allegations over sexually explicit photos is also accused of sending threatening messages to another young person in their early 20s. Earlier today, the Prime Minister spoke publicly about the situation for the first time. Obviously, they're very serious and concerning allegations, and that's why I'm pleased that the Culture Secretary spoke to the Director General of the BBC and is confident that the BBC is investigating this both rigorously and rapidly. I think that's the right course of action. Volodymyr Zelensky says it's absurd that no time frame has been set for Ukraine to join NATO. The Ukrainian president says uncertainty is weakness as he criticised NATO leaders at the start of a summit in Lithuania. A campaign against rail ticket office closures is being stepped up with dozens of protests across the country. And the world number one, Igor Sviatek, is out of Wimbledon. From Radio News Hub, I'm Edward Breslin. Radio Works. Half of Brits say they no longer need a physical wallet. Now they have mobile versions on their phone. That's according to new research from customer engagement platform SAP Amarsis. Here's retail expert Lucy Davies. With so many new shopping channels, if we had a bad experience with a retailer, we're very quick to move on to a different brand. This is why SAP Amarsis is launching the mobile wallet. And we're really noticing both consumers and retailers embrace this technology. If you're a retailer looking to keep your customers loyal, you can visit amasters.com and find out more. Thanks for choosing to listen to your local community radio station. Community radio is always not for profit, and our goal is to serve the interests and need of our listeners right here. Advertising your business on community radio is affordable and effective. There's no wastage, and you know that your money is invested into the future of this station, ensuring that our volunteers can continue to broadcast to the local community. Find out more on our website or look for us on social media and get in touch to see how we can promote your business. Community Radio, we're all about here. Across Richmond, Wandsworth, Merton and Lambeth. On DAB Digital Radio, switch on Southwest London, Riverside Radio.
happy Tuesday, listeners. I hope you all had a wonderful weekend. But however it was, please prepare for it to feel just a little bit underwhelming once you hear about my guest's weekend. Uh, we'll be hearing from her in just a minute. But first, welcome back to the Riverside Run Club with me, Tom Lovelace. Sadly, this week, we won't have our ever-silent producer, Phil. He's off at the moment. Um, not a huge deal. We won't miss him too much, but he's lined up some great music for us. So we'll still have uh, good music and, of course, all the usuals with us as well. So we'll have quarter past quiz time check it out tuesday and my favorite thing of the week as well uh, but we also have a very special guest joining us tonight now for those of us who have listened before or indeed new to the show this show was designed as an hour of radio that i'd like to listen to whilst i'm out running around bassey park or down the thames path so it's meant to be just easy upbeat indie music with a sprinkling of some pop some entertaining guests and a bit of a quiz but we've always tried to keep a bit of a running theme throughout the show as well albeit slightly loosely at times as well Now, this week, we are returning to Terra Firma, back to our core beliefs, as we have with us not just a professional athlete, but an Olympian uh, who just two days ago became the fastest 1,500-metre runner in Britain by winning the UK Championships. So welcome to the show, Katie Snowden. Thank you. It's great to be here. Um, First up, huge congratulations on the win uh, on the weekend. How does it feel being British number one? Yeah, I have to say it feels very nice. Um, Yeah, I've done the British Champs a few years in a row now. Um, finished on the podium a few times but never actually got the title so um, yeah to actually win this year um, especially with the, yeah, the likes of Laura Muir in the field as well that yeah just made it extra special On the podium previously have you come second or um, I've been I've actually had a kind of a mixture yeah second and thirds over the okay. years couldn't actually do it last year because of Covid so um, yeah no it was great to come back and actually yeah, get the title this time around And does it is it surreal are you sort of happy does it feel like the right thing I mean you, you've done it you've been competing and, and getting better and better over the years Yeah. so does it feel about time that you, you one one or are you I think so I think it's definitely felt like a long time coming um yeah I think when you kind of know that you've been there or thereabouts um yeah you kind of hope one year yeah you'll be the one to actually win but I think yeah knowing that Laura was doing it this year and yeah I mean she's phenomenal she's like global medalist that I think of any year that I thought I was going to win it it was definitely not this one so um yeah a bit of a surprise <laughs> awesome so that, Laura Muir uh, Laura Muir is uh Olympic silver medalist yeah. and national record holder as well. Right? Yes, and world medalist last year in Eugene. I think also yeah, Commonwealth and European medalist you've got as well all in one summer. So. Very nice. So <laughs> Very we should be impressive. expecting some Olympic medals from you at some point soon based on that, right? <laughs> Let's hope so. Okay. <laughs> um, out of curiosity, do you get the post-win come down? I always get it after running a marathon. The next day I feel a little bit lost. Kind do you feel that or not? Or are you straight on to the next one? I feel like because, yeah, obviously, like I mean, it was brilliant to do that, but actually like yeah six weeks big one with world champs I think knowing that still on the horizon is kind yeah. of a bit easier I think to refocus knowing that's still like a big goal to come um, but no yeah it was still really special and yeah yesterday felt a bit knackered yesterday when yeah kind of the adrenaline wears off a bit and you're like okay right yeah back I to bet. hard work again did you was it straight back to hard work or did you get to celebrate at all sadly yeah literally kind of straight back into training um, but definitely at the end of the season yeah we'll kind of reflect and yeah definitely enjoy it properly Oof, I don't, I, I don't envy, you, uh, envy you going straight, <laughs> straight back, back into training um Look, it's a real pleasure to have you here. So firstly, just thank you very much for giving up the time on your Tuesday evening after winning the British Champs to come and uh, sit with us at Riverside Radio. Um, particularly happy to have you here, given you're a Herne Hill Harrier. So you're also a, a South West Londoner. We, we serve the boroughs of Wandsworth, Merton, Lambeth and Richmond. So nice to have someone who's... Uh, Pretty local. Yeah, exactly. Very local. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
you had my whole family up on their feet watching on Sunday, oh. by the way. We had we had it on the TV. We interrupted the ashes and we were seeing oh, you fly down the back street straight. It was such a good race. Yeah, no, that's so nice. I've had some really kind messages, actually. And um, yeah, just knowing people were kind of like watching and supporting. It's um, yeah, just a really great feeling. Awesome. Um, hey, I was a question for you. Do you remember when we first met? Because it's, it's eight years since we first met, I think back in 2015. Yes. Oh my gosh, yeah, time has flown. Do you but, remember um, where it was? Guatemala. Yeah, both of us. Yeah, <laughs> probably having a bit of a midlife crisis already. Yeah, I think it's um, pretty, pretty surreal to... Uh, um, be meeting Back up uh, <laughs> eight, eight years later on um, we met up in, in Semic Champe wasn't it in the middle mm-hmm. of uh, the Guatemalan rainforest you were with your friend Emily, Emily. and I think I was solo travelling through Central America at the time yeah no, um, I remember thinking that was very brave um, but yeah, yeah. No, Emily's still very much best friend today so, good um, <laughs> stuff um, if she's listening then shout out to Emily um, are you uh, were you just having a break from athletics at the time or um, I think yeah I'd had a bit of an injured summer I think and um, yeah and Emily had always said that she really wanted to go travelling um, she needed a buddy and I just thought I don't normally get the opportunity that time of year to be able to go away with all the kind of summer races um, and so I just thought yeah when I knew I wouldn't be able to yeah do any of that summer I was just like yeah why not yeah make the most of it and actually go and do something that yeah I really wanted to and yeah can't often do that um, it's a very so, cool place as well yeah um Awesome. Well, Katie, we're going to be talking to you a bit about this season, your time at the Tokyo Olympics when you went in 2021, which was pretty unique because there were no crowds there. Yeah. So it must have been a bit of a, a mixed experience. experience. Um, we're going to chat about injuries, traveling, training, any tips you've got for, uh, for the amateur runners amongst our listeners, um, how you keep happy, happy with such a grueling job and whatever else comes to mind, if that's all right. Sounds good. Brilliant. Well, in the meantime, we're about to listen to Harry Styles and Golden. I thought we had to go with something with Golden the name, given oh, your win on Sunday. So I hope you enjoy this one. Are you a Harry Styles fan? I am. Good choice. You didn't get to go and see him at Wembley recently. I didn't know, but um, no, I'm a big fan. So, Everyone um, I know on Instagram was there, was and there. I was pretty I jealous. That. Yeah, me too. <laughs> awesome. Here's Harry Styles with Golden. Switch on Southwest London. Hi, this is Harry Styles, and this is my new single. You're so golden. Riverside Radio.
that was Golden by Harry Styles, and we were playing that for my guest this week, who is Katie Snowden, who won the who won gold at the UK Championships in Manchester on Sunday in the fifteen hundred meters. Um, guys, you can let us know who you are and where you're listening by WhatsApp or tweeting me. If you want to WhatsApp the show and ask Katie any questions about life as an athlete, then you can do on oh seven eight seven one six seven zero four nine three. We've already actually had a, que- a question come in, which I'll be asking you shortly. Or you can tweet us at this is Riverside. Um, and yeah what's up in any questions you've got for me about my triathlon or uh, Katie about her uh, British Championships win Um, I asked around my office before I left for Mm -hmm. some questions and I think uh, the big thing that everybody was asking about was what life is like for an athlete in between Olympics because you only ever sort of pop up every four years into the limelight and then between then obviously you've got the world champs and the Europeans and they're on BBC etc but people really wanted to know what it was like for an athlete day to day so who do you run for, right? Because you, you represent England at Commonwealth, Team GB at the Olympics, uh, the Herne Hill Harriers, and then also you're sponsored by Under Armour. So what's, your, what's sort of the, the setup for you? Yeah, so it's a bit of a confusing one. Um, so yeah, very locally represent my club, Herne Hill Harriers. Um, yeah, based at Tooting Beck. Joined when I was 11 years old and nice. still a member today. So um, yeah, been with them a very long time. Um, but yeah, in terms of kind of official sponsor, I'm with Under Armour. And they have, yeah, a sponsor group in Flagstaff. Um, so that's based in northern Arizona, um, yeah, out in the States. And, yeah, so they've got, like, a professional group, and that's called Mission Run Dark Sky. Um, and that's Mission, Run Dark, Sky. Mission what, Run Dark Sky. What, what's the name from, out of um, So Flagstaff is known as, like, a dark sky city. It's very, like, yeah, against kind of pollution, um, and that's where the dark skies come from. Okay. Um, so, yeah, when you're there at night, it's, like, pitch black. There's no, like, street lamps, nothing. Um, so that's wow. where, yeah, the kind of name originated I from. I bet the stars are but, unbelievable. Yeah, so that is, yeah, one of the amazing things about being there um so no that's that's really cool and um yeah brilliant group that are based out there and yeah flags off being at high altitude that's also a popular place for cool. people to go and train we're going to um, talk about that during check it out tuesday so we'll save that um, for later but um but yeah also yeah when you're back here and you're doing the champs then yeah obviously you represent gb um okay. and then england is yeah just for the commonwealth so i'm assuming i mean across those teams you must get a lot of pretty cool running gear right like lots of kit lots yes. of trainers etc definitely can't complain um yeah particularly with under armor um yeah i think when i was younger that was like one of the things i really wanted just like yeah a pro contract so yeah i could just get like endless trainers That's um, and like the novelty never wears off like every time i get like a kit drop i'm like as excited as Do- i was the first time do they send it to you or do you get to go to a, a warehouse and just pick what you want um so it's kind of a bit of both they can send it stuff to your house but you also have this thing called like vip um which is like you basically have points to spend on the website and then that's when you can just yeah get exactly what you want and yeah get that sent sounds, home which is pretty cool <laughs> sounds like an absolute dream um I'm, I'm pretty jealous you must be great at christmas for giving out gifts as well yeah my whole family yeah that's what they know to get <laughs> do you do you um do you still have your all your team gb kit from tokyo I do yes um yeah because they kind of tend to like just give you a new one every like two years um but yeah obviously with the olympics being every four you know like every champs you're going to get like a brand new one for that so that's really exciting um yeah whereas otherwise you're kind of recycling old kits sometimes sadly (laughs) very cool um hey you mentioned that you joined Hernhill harriers when you were Mm -hmm. 11 uh i was going to ask about how you got into athletics but obviously that's how um so it's all about getting down to your local athletics club when did you realize that it was a potential like avenue for you to go down as a career yeah, I think it was kind of like my first sports day at secondary school. Um, 
as you know, so even like primary school, I'd say kind of like, yeah, year five or six. Um, yeah, it was actually like the shorter distances. Um, yeah, I kind of like won those, realized I was, yeah, pretty good at, um, yeah, it was more like the 100 and 200, weirdly looking really? back. Um, and then, yeah, as I've got older, just kind of, yeah, gone on the um, longer distances. But yeah, I think particularly when I went to, yeah, secondary school, I went to Jags in Dulwich. Yeah. Um, yeah, did sports day there. And yeah, just one of the PE teachers was like, oh, I think you should like join your local club. Um, so yeah, I went down. Um, yeah, and kind of never looked back. <laughs> and did you start racing county? Was it sort of a slow build off of county then? I don't know, regional, national, yeah. etc. No, definitely. Um, so yeah, kind of went from representing. Yeah, kind of Jags, Hern Hill. Um, yeah, Surrey was. Um, yeah, the county I represented, and then yeah, it was kind of only really when I went to university. Yeah, I went to Nottingham. Um, kind of yeah, got some England vests, and yeah, kind of kept Very progressing cool. from there. Uh, as a fellow Knotts Uni alumni, uh, oh, alumnus, yeah, I should say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was, think I was uh, three years before you, uh, so we didn't quite cross over. Yeah, but no, brilliant uni. It, yeah, it really is. A lot of fun. <laughs> um, what's a typical training like for you? For the so you're a fifteen hundred and eight hundred runner, right? So you, yeah. you do both of them interchangeably. Mm-hmm. Do you do you have a preference between the two? And also, um, do you have to train for one specifically over the other? Or um, I say they like complement each other. I think to be good at the fifteen hundred, you've got to have like the speed for an eight hundred, and then yeah, vice versa. If you want to run a good eight hundred, you need to have the strength that yeah you get from doing the 1500 um i think to be honest i actually prefer racing the 800 i just like that you do a lap the bell goes and you've only got one to go whereas yeah the 1500 i still find it a bit long because i did come from a more like 400 800 background yeah um but i think it's just naturally as i've got older what i've yeah got better at so i feel like yeah you've got to go for yeah what you think you're going to do best at and make teams so sadly i'm stuck in the 1500 for now good stuff uh, um, nothing like a bit of pain for three and a bit laps true, is there yeah. <laughs> and um so how, how many kilometers are you running a, a week when you're training for those it's middle um, distances so i can't work out if you're just doing so i actually do yeah i think people would be a bit surprised that even though you're literally racing for yeah all of four minutes um yeah i do gosh i work in miles more than k's but it's go about it, 70 it miles, miles um, 70 miles a week yeah so what's that wow. yeah it's roughly about 10 a day um but yeah even on like a sunday i'd do a long run that would be like 12 to 13 miles um wow. so there's a lot of yeah kind of strength and endurance even though yeah your race distance is actually only yeah one and a half k and yeah you're only running for a few minutes i, I don't do that much when i'm marathon um, training how do you feel <laughs> yeah. do you i mean you must just end up eating the entire time I yeah I have to say I like graze all day um, but I think it's one of the things I love about running I just yeah eat what I want <laughs> and um, yeah make sure I'm fueled um, yeah, are you was, strict about it is I it? can't say I am I think it would maybe surprise some people but yeah and the same with a lot of um, yeah my running friends I think because you're just burning so much when you're um, yeah kind of doing so many miles and you're in the gym um, yeah I think like fueling is the most important thing so um, yeah it's one thing I love I yeah to be honest I'm obviously I have a balanced diet I don't yeah eat particularly unhealthily but um, yeah definitely don't monitor kind of calories or eat anything kind of that specific i just yeah that's quite nice to hear i sort of assumed at the elite level it wouldn't be like that but that's pretty good yeah no i think yeah it is refreshing because i think yeah some people have this idea that yeah you would be on some really kind of strict diet um but no definitely can't say i am just keep it balanced and yeah make sure you're fully fueled (laughs) excellent stuff and uh out of curiosity so you're 1500 meter runner but what's your 5k pb i'm guessing that's still pretty uh yeah, Pretty so I've done impressive. a couple of park runs. Um, yeah, Dulwich is my usual go-to. I think nice. it tends to be a quicker one. So um, yeah, head there. Um, I think it's just outside 60 minutes. Um, yeah, I do feel I can <laughs> revise that hopefully at some point. That's pretty good. Um, yeah, but no, I can't say I've actually done one on the track. Did you did you win Dulwich Park Run when you went? I was definitely first female. To be totally honest, I literally yeah, can't remember who turned up that day. Um, yeah, it's always a bit confusing when there's like multiple laps. Who's Fr- coming where? But, frustrating uh, answer, Katie, because I, I once won one park run. I and did. I was hoping to get one over you. <laughs> no, I mean, to be honest, I probably did 
un- win, so, um, unfortunately my definitely. time was about five minutes slower than yours ah, and I had to go all the way out no. to Suffolk to Sizewell Park Run to I win it I was going to say which one did you so, do but, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, it, it, yeah it wasn't Dulwich I've, I've run Dulwich before and there's always about a hundred people ahead it's, of me yeah, very, um, very cool I can imagine it must be quite nice to just pop down to a park run for a quick uh, quick confidence boost win, win a park run yeah. on a Saturday morning yeah no I do yeah. think it's like a brilliant thing that they've set up um, yeah just very inclusive and also just great that it's so early and then you're just kind of done for the day and yeah, yeah. and still have yeah, the rest of the day to enjoy excellent stuff hey up next we've got one of the songs that you chose um, I was wanted to ask you I want to mm-hmm. chat to you a bit about uh, music and running at some point but yeah. is this song one that you listen to when you're running is it sort of a psych up song H- how do you use music generally yeah it's more just one that I kind of have in my warm up for a race yeah as you say just to kind of like psych up and yeah just kind of something upbeat that kind of gets you ready very nice do you want to introduce it yes so we're going to listen to Bulletproof by LaRue lovely stuff good work
that was LaRue with Bulletproof it's 6.26 you're here at the Riverside Run Club with me Tom Lovelace and I'm joined today by Katie Snowden uh, UK 1500 metre champion uh, champion as of Sunday um, Katie we're talking all things running at the moment do you I mean you've obviously spent your life running do you ever get bored of it um, thankfully not really um, I think I'm just really fortunate to yeah, just love it so much that I don't yeah often kind of go out for a run and not want to be doing it really um, I feel like you never regret a run um, sometimes yeah obviously getting out of the house that's the kind of almost the hardest bit but I feel like once you start yeah I would always just yeah kind of find my groove and really enjoy it I think also I'm really lucky that I've run in some really cool places um, and quite often when we go on training camps we get to go to yeah some really like picturesque um, yeah places around the world and I think obviously yeah when you're kind of running in beautiful places that also really helps I think yeah if I had to do the same runs um, yeah and I wasn't like listening to music or had some kind of distraction then yeah perhaps then I would start to get a bit bored but um, no thankfully I think yeah just really love it and really lucky with places that I've been running as well on on the flip side do you, do you love racing uh, like uh, do you just love running or do you love racing um, I think a bit of both I think I'd find it hard to, yeah, be motivated to run without the race or a goal at the end of it. Um, but yeah, obviously, I think, yeah, with any athlete, when it comes to the racing, there's always like the nerves, the doubts, have you trained enough? Um, but yeah, sometimes you're like, why do I put myself through this? But um, no, I think, yeah, usually once I'm there, I really enjoy it. And yeah, I think it would be difficult, because particularly, I think, in COVID year, I found that quite tough knowing that, well, we didn't know when the competitors would be back, that to have yeah, the motivation to keep training, that was a bit tough. Um, and I, I, I mean, I guess you typically must plan your career to four-year cycles, right? Everything's yeah. around the Olympics primarily. Is that um, true? Or? Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, definitely that's kind of like the pinnacle for every athlete. Um, and yeah, definitely Paris next year is a big target. But having said that, there are, yeah, championships almost every year. Um, yeah, world champs being every two years, Europeans is every two years. Um, yeah, Commonwealth as well. I mean, yeah, uh, last year was a bit of a strange one having three championships in one summer. Um, yeah, that was a lot to try and juggle. But yeah, I mean, I say yeah, definitely Olympics is the main one, but there are those other champs that you okay, can so yeah, aim for. It's, well. not all, so it's not all Olympics. All, yeah. Excellent. Well, I've got a. We, we r- normally run a course pass quiz time, so I do a quiz every <laughs> every week at course pass. It's twenty eight minutes past, so we're thirteen minutes late. That's actually surprisingly good for me. I'm normally uh, normally even later. I was going to do, for, it's for the listeners, so I was going to ask them if they could name every summer Olympic host city from the year I was born, which was wow. uh, 1997, no, 88, but thank you for the compliment. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so there's nine of them from 1988 to present day. Oh, do you reckon, oh, please don't, don't answer it on air, but do you reckon yeah. you could do it? I can't say I would, no. Oh. no. How many do you do think you, you could go back to? You can, 2000's easy. Yeah, I remember watching Athens Olympics. That was one of You've just given one of the answers away. Sorry, the option is that. But um, (laughs) that's kind of like my earliest memory of really getting stuck in the Olympics and loving watching it. Um, but yeah, okay. Be we'll, we'll come. We'll, we'll test you at the end. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, listeners, if you want to message in your answers, then uh, all nine Olympics from 1988 to present day, um, can you list the Olympic home uh, host cities? Sorry. Uh, in the meantime, we've had a couple of questions in for you, Katie, and then we're mm-hmm. about to jump to the music. Uh, to some music before the news. Um, Jack, who's out doing an easy five miles, he says, if you could run with anyone, who would it be and why? Doesn't necessarily have to be a runner. Um, but it could be I was going to say if it was a runner I'd probably go for Usain Bolt just yeah. because I just think like yeah what he brought to the sport he was so entertaining to watch his charisma I just think that would be a very fun run I've got I've got a friend of mine who worked at GSK out in West London the pharmaceutical company and he was once staying in a hotel nearby the office and he said he came down for dinner with his friends and they looked over and Usain Bolt was there and um, it took them about half an hour eventually one of them went up and was like hey could we have a photo yeah. and uh 
by the by about three hours later they were all completely battered drinking with Usain Bolt How, uh, he did a press up competition with him and he said he had one <laughs> night partying in a small hotel in West London with Usain Bolt I thought that was very that cool that's pretty cool uh, um, and then I've, we've got another question for you which is uh, James in Barnes he says what was the best worst or weirdest story from the Olympic Village in Tokyo and I'm worried that yeah, <laughs> there might not be any were it there? was just a very yeah strange experience purely yeah because of Covid um, yeah we basically once we were in the Athlete Village you just yeah there was basically nothing you could do you really? were sat in your room waiting to go race and then as soon as you raced you were straight on a flight home because yeah obviously they were trying to um, yeah be as careful as possible but yeah sadly that whole experience was just very uneventful right and, we need um, to get you to Paris 2024 don't we I need so to you experience can... it properly absolutely um, yeah I think yeah, I guess the cardboard beds, that was a big talking point of Tokyo. And I think <laughs> cardboard about, beds? Yeah, all the beds were made of cardboard. And um, yeah, particularly uncomfortable. But yeah, I think that's about yeah what came out of that game. So. Good stuff. <laughs> we'll be talking more about the Olympics shortly. Uh, we'll be back with you in a second. This is actually a song from, this song reminds me of when I went travelling through Central America, which is when we met. It's Vance Joy with Riptide. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. I 
Online at riversideradio.com on your smart speaker. Play Riverside Radio. And now on DAB Digital Radio. Wavelength is a charity which fights loneliness across the UK by giving digital technology to those who are lonely, isolated and vulnerable. We give radios, tablets and TVs to those in need to keep them connected to the outside world, friends and family. Now, more than ever, people are being affected by loneliness and isolation. We can help fill the silence of an empty room and help bring a sense of normality back to a person's life. To join the fight against loneliness, please donate today by visiting wavelength.org.uk slash donate. You can make a difference today across richmond wandsworth merton and lambeth online and riversideradio.com is The Darkness with Friday Night and that song's an absolute banger I heard it on the radio the other day and thought I've got to play that on my show uh, guys it's 6.37 this is the Riverside Run Club with me Tom Lovelace and I'm joined by uh, Katie Snowden who won the 1500 metre championships um, uh, athletics championships on Sunday British athletics championships I can't speak today <laughs> sorry um, Katie you went to the Olympics and I want to chat to you a, a bit about that in a second um, was it last year that you came fourth in the Europeans? Yes, in Munich. Um, yeah, it was a really busy summer because, yeah, due to COVID, some champs have been postponed to the following year. Um, so it was really unusual. I don't think it's actually ever happened before that you've got three major champs in one season. Um, so we had world champs in Eugene, Commonwealth Games in Birmingham. That was a really cool one because that was a home champs, obviously. Cool. And then, yeah, Europeans was in Munich. 
and finished fourth which is that um, it must be the most painful place to finish yeah, right I literally think that's the worst position you'd almost rather be fifth and just yeah not close to the medal because yeah it was kind of gutting to yeah be that close and not get one but yeah i guess it will fuel to the fire for this year i was going to ask how far behind third were you time-wise i think it was about a second, second. um so yeah like isn't it mad don't you think that you spend your life dedicating your sort of your, your yeah well you dedicate your life to training for something and then you end up one second behind because it, it, things sometimes come down to finer margins than that as well like the milliseconds I was going to say yeah it's such small margins um, yeah even recently watching some of like the 5k's in the um, Diamond League series the margins in which they're being won by it's yeah it's minuscule does it drive you I, do, do, does it help get you out of bed in the mornings when you're like I need to go and make sure that I don't lose by yeah no I think it definitely does um, yeah whenever I think about maybe like skipping something I'm like one of my competitors will be out there doing it and yeah that definitely gets me more motivated i like that that's the daily thompson story he used to go and train on christmas day because he used to say all his competitors were having a day off so he'd go and do it which i quite liked yeah no that's a good um yeah good to think about when you're yeah, needing some motivation for sure um we've had a question in for you as well uh which was about whether crowds help you given the tokyo olympics um was close to crowds and you mentioned the birmingham home commonwealth earlier yeah. it must have been awesome being in front of a, a home crowd do you find that it genuinely helps your performance when you're in front of Definitely. Um, I think Commonwealth, even though the race itself, I think I was eighth in the final. Um, so I wasn't like particularly happy with that. But I think as a general experience, that's probably like my, yeah, one of my best memories. Um, I just think the noise in the stadium. Yeah, it was just unbelievable. It was so loud. And yeah, that was just amazing. Um, and I was really lucky as well to have yeah tickets in London 2012 for Super Saturday. And like I'll never forget, yeah, the noise in that. You stadium. were there watching live. I was. Oh, um, you lucky thing. So yeah, that was really cool. Whereas yeah, sadly Tokyo, just walking out into an empty stadium. Um, yeah, it was just really hard to, I guess, be excited. It almost just couldn't really feel like a race. It felt like, I don't know, you're almost about to do like a really hard effort in like a training session or something. It just, yeah, it was a really weird experience. I can imagine. And it was straight yeah. in, straight out, right? It, yeah. And it was no. as soon as you'd done your race, you had to fly home. So, um, yeah, no, that was quite a difficult one. And I think definitely, yeah, crowds have an impact. Not ideal. Um, we had a course pass quiz time on the go, actually. And we've had, it, that was HK who asked that question. And I think, I don't know if it's he or she, but they've got them all right. They've got all the uh, oh, Olympic wow. host cities since 1988 correctly. Well impressive. done. Also, my friend Nina, who's listening down in Streatham, so I should get mm-hmm. uh, eight of the nine. Uh, she's just struggling on, I think, 1996, oh, which I think is actually, actually gettable. Oh, no, she's just got it. Well done. Oh, um, <laughs> uh, right. I normally do my favourite thing of the week um, where I just pick something that I like from the week mm-hmm. that's gone. Uh, this week, I did my first triathlon on the weekend. You've really stolen my thunder, cool. Katie, I've got to say. <laughs> Quite disappointed. Do? I was down in uh, Dorney Lake where, oh, where they like held it. the rowing at the London 2012 yeah. Olympics. Oh, that's cool. Um, and it was very cool really really lovely atmosphere friendly people very tiring yeah, as well I can imagine yeah. but I wanted to ask have you, do you ever cross train do you ever get out on, on your bike or get swimming yeah so I actually do it's something I've introduced more so um, obviously yeah when you're injured you're kind of forced to um, yeah have to do it to maintain fitness but I've actually found particularly in the last year it's really helped kind of keep any injuries like at bay um, so yeah even yeah now that I'm not injured touch wood um, yeah I'll take at least a day a week where it will be completely off feet and I'll just cross train um, and yeah and I tend to use the elliptigo in the gym Nice. That's the uh, use. Uh, I don't kind know how to describe like it on the air. A bit of a running action kind yeah. of, um, which is why I use it. Just because I think it's the easiest one to get your heart rate up and yeah, kind of replicate the motion of running. Um, but yeah, otherwise the bike would probably be my next go-to. Um, yeah, I think aqua jogging is quite a popular one as well for nice. runners. But 
yeah, if you're prepared to look a little bit silly in the pool with your um, yeah aqua jogging belt. But um, oh, <laughs> aqua yeah, jogging sounds brilliant. It's just very effective, though. I think that's something I've learned. Yeah, kind of the older I've got and when niggles crop up a bit easier. Um, yeah, cross training is a brilliant way to yeah keep fit. I've got very into my swimming recently. I've always found when I cycle, um, I often end up pulling my hamstrings when I run afterwards. So I try and avoid it too much. <laughs> that's my uh, my downfall. Um, one last thing on injury, mm-hmm. though. You were very lucky to make it to the Olympics, right? Because you were actually injured in 2020. Yeah. And then the Olympics got pushed back to 2021. Yeah. No, I was really fortunate because, um, yeah, as you said, yeah, if it had been in 2020, it wouldn't have made it. So, um, yeah, in that sense, COVID was a little bit of a blessing for me. It just, yeah, bided me a bit of time to, yeah, get back on my feet and, yeah, get fit again. Um, so we can't complain about the no crowds too much. I was going to say worked in it actually worked in my favour, so no, I definitely shouldn't. But, um, yeah, but no, injuries, I think, are really tough. But, yeah, as I said, I think, yeah, cross-training can be very effective and, um, yeah, keeping fit while you're sidelined from, yeah, running itself. Very cool. Right, we've got our 90s, noughties pop-punk classic. So every week I, pay, I play a song from the 90s or the noughties that's normally pop-punk cla- pop or punk or a combination of the two. Um, this week we've got Weezer with a cover of Africa. I absolutely love this song. And afterwards we're going to go into Check It Out Tuesday. You're going to tell us all about Flagstaff in Arizona. Sounds good. And also any other good places you've visited around the world which I want to hear about. Uh, here's Weezer with Africa. Stop it. 
That was Weezer with their cover of Africa. Uh, it's 6.47. We'll come to the end of the Riverside Run Club, unfortunately. Um, but we've still got 30 minutes left uh, with Katie Snowden here. So, Katie, now's normally the slot where we do Check It Out Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, you spend a lot of time in Flagstaff, Arizona, but we were just talking during the break then. You've also been out to uh, Kenya? Ten, yeah. Where, uh, whereabouts? Uh, so it's in E10. Um, yeah, kind of quite a small place, but again, at high altitude. Um, so a very popular place for runners to go. And yeah, I'd say it's one of the most kind of like inspiring places I've been. Um, like you go for a run and you just have people join you like whilst you're running barefoot. Um, and I think just living like how they live, it's just such a different way of life. Um, and I think, re- yeah, just really, really cool. And I think just makes you yeah appreciate a lot of like, yeah, the things we have that you probably just take for granted. So I, I, I can imagine. So I, I've read a book about it called Running with the Kenyans by a guy oh, called yeah. Adarand Finn. Have you read it? I've read bits of it. Yeah, and I've heard it's very good. It's amazing. It's <laughs> yeah. so inspirational. He talks about how um, he, he called someone up um, who was a two hour, 12 minute marathon runner um but wasn't the one that he meant to call up he was basically just saying that everybody out there runs marathons unbelievably quickly um the scenery is amazing the people are super friendly and it's not it's like you say it's pretty basic people are running barefoot yeah um no and i think also once you're out there and it's definitely the hardest place i've ever run like not only the heat but it's just the terrain it's so hilly like you go out for yeah what here you'd kind of just do is like i don't know an easy 30 minutes whereas there just nothing feels easy like yeah you're constantly up and down hills um yeah you've got kind of like kenyans joining you on runs like pushing the pace um so you know it's like it's awesome it's definitely i think yeah something as a runner you just have to go and experience and high altitude as well right Two, and high altitude, meters, yeah. yeah um so yeah it's similar to flag stuff in that sense but yeah i'd say just even harder because of all the hills so i'm i'm desperate to go there i've wanted to go i, I really want to go for uh three weeks before if i ever run another marathon oh definitely um, go yeah. and do a load of training and then come back and hopefully uh hopefully absolutely smash it yeah I and mean, you'll be very inspired um and what about on the other side so you've also been to you go to flagstaff in arizona quite a lot right yeah so that's where yeah the group that i'm part of um yeah is based um sponsored by under armor and again yeah just amazing place to train um yeah lots of like beautiful trails um and also what i think i like most about flagstaff is kind of unlike some of the other altitude locations there's just quite a lot to do there um so you've got yeah kind of like coffee shops restaurants but you've also got things like the grand canyon like an hour drive away um so like on a rest day or um yeah kind of when you just want a distraction that's just yeah nothing to do with running it's just pretty cool being able to go do something like oh, that i can imagine um yeah. Ve- vegas isn't too far away either. do you ever make no, it down there or? Um, i've flown out of there actually once but um no can't say i've spent time there but um yeah one time may have to include that into a trip uh, it sounds sensible um, doesn't it yeah you've got to go and visit <laughs> for one to. night um, um do, you, do you get to then so obviously uh, i don't know how, how long are you training for each day when you're out there is it an hour two hours um or? yeah it probably totals about well it kind of depends so we do like two session days a week um and they're pretty full on because yeah we'll do like a session in the morning which yeah i'll be i don't know an hour and a half um then yeah go home refuel and then you have a gym session which will be between like 60 and 90 minutes and okay. then you have an evening run so it's almost like a triple day um yeah that's just like twice a week um so they're pretty full on but yeah other days when you just got like one run um yeah it's nice having like other things that you can go and do to what do you do what are your what are your hobbies out um, there are you just eating eating loads of food are you lots, reading books watching um, tv yeah reading lots of books there's yeah some really good coffee shops um so that's pretty cool whereas yeah somewhere like etern like it's amazing but yeah after a couple of weeks it's yeah a little bit monotonous in terms of not having much other distractions other than yeah literally just running i can imagine and um you're out there with a group 
group of people who are also part of the same running team, right? Yeah, so there's a whole Under Armour group. And it's just, yeah, like a really popular place to train. Like you could go there and kind of almost any trail, you could turn up at 9.30, you'll find runners. Like it's just, yeah, really, Very really nice. popular. And one of your, your running mate also won the 1500 men's championship on Sunday, he did, right? Neil Gawley. Neil Gawley, um, yeah. Yeah, very, very good athlete. Um, yeah, good he, weekend for your team. It was a good one. Um, yeah, he also won indoors. So I um, know he's having a brilliant year. Excellent stuff. Um, right, I did have one more question. I can't remember what it was. So I know it's just going to be what's your favourite place you've visited so far on your travels? Can you Ooh. name one from like one city that you've been to for a championship or um, that you've sort of flown in and out of that you thought, oh, I'd love to go back and, and watch that? Um, I think Commonwealth 2018, that was on the Gold Coast. Um, and I would love to go back to Australia. Um, yeah, really, really liked it there. But yeah, obviously just very far. It's hard to um, yeah plan a trip. But um, one of my yeah bestest friends is actually getting married there in October. Um, You're so going to make I'm it? I'm hoping, yeah, that's a good excuse to go. Excellent um, stuff. But yeah, no, it's definitely yeah, one of the places I'd love awesome. to go back to. And we've got up next one of your, it's your last song that you chose for uh, music that you listen to before you go running, right? Yep. Do you want to introduce it? Oh, sorry. Um, no, no, that's where all right. are we? Um, oh, Wait a Minute by Willow. Excellent stuff.
that was Wait a Minute by Willow. Guys, we're coming towards the end of the show. Um, Katie, <laughs> I'm curious. You Obviously, we mentioned earlier about some athletes planning um, sort of from Olympics to Olympics. Do you ever think about your post-athletics career and what you've got lined up afterwards? Yeah, I definitely have a bit. I think... I would like to stay involved in the sport in some way because um, I think particularly when I was like a younger athlete I still think there's like quite a lack of female coaches and like mentors um, so yeah I think definitely I'd like to stay involved and kind of just help the younger generation because um, I think there's a lot of things that yeah I know now but I've kind of had to yeah kind of make mistakes and figure out myself that I wish someone had just told me when I was younger um, so yeah I think if I could help some young athletes I'd definitely like to do that and also yeah when I was training at Loughborough I did personal training qualification so okay. that's something I'd maybe explore a bit more whether it would be yeah online or in person I think living in London um, yeah it's quite a good place to do it so that's a possibility um, not a, not a desk job there I remember I, we, we met up in I think 2017 was the yeah, last time I saw you and there was consideration there there it, was right? yeah I was working for a peer here and yeah kind of doing a nine to five and yeah I just can't say it was for me um, no, I think I just like being outdoors and yeah being in an office all day I just yeah I think I'm a bit too restless and yeah like to be busy <laughs> good on you that's very cool um, before we go have you got what's your best tip for amateur runners so if someone like me mm-hmm. if I wanted to break my 5k PB um, whether it's sort of trying to break 20 minutes or 40 minutes uh, for a 5k should we be running longer runs more on a regular basis cross training stretching is there one thing that you can say that helped you along the way yeah I'd say like the main aim is just consistency Um, I think yeah a lot of times I've thought I have to do like really good sessions or train really hard Um, and yeah and it's kind of got to be these like really good splits whereas actually I've found yeah just kind of taking a step back and almost seeing sessions as almost like B plus as opposed to thinking like gosh this needs to be like an A star one I think that's really helped Um, and I think definitely yeah combining the running with cross training that kind of helps keep consistency so I'd say that's another yeah really good way to improve Um, because yeah at the end of the day if you can be consistent um yeah you're always going to get improvement i like that i think consistency is the key to succeeding in most things in life right um katie incredibly grateful for you joining us today uh congratulations on your win on sunday uh best of luck for the world champs next month which you have qualified for qualified for yeah so i'll be in budapest you'll be um, there 19th of august and we'll be able to watch you on bbc right you will yes fantastic news um if you ever Mm -hmm. you want to come back on the show for a check-in we would love to have you here uh so thank you very much and if listeners want to follow you on socials to see how you're doing it's at katie snowden on Uh, i think katie underscore snowden on instagram instagram Um, that's your main one yep also on twitter i think it's katie snowden 13 katie snowden 13 what's the 13 out of curiosity just my house number (laughs) katie snowden was taken so brilliant Um, stuff um guys we had our quarter past quiz time earlier uh, as well can you name all the uh, olympic host cities from 1988 to present day i'm going to test you katie 1988 i honestly can tell you so the listeners are doing a lot better than me okay seoul uh, is 1988 oh, in south that. korea 92 again can tell you i, I only know so i used to live there as barcelona so i used to go oh, past yeah, the course. swimming pool regularly and the olympic stadium actually awesome olympic stadium uh, 1996 was where michael johnson did his d- uh, 200 400 double in in uh, atlanta okay yeah Sydney 2000, Beijing, oh no, Athens 2004, yeah, which you Athens, did get. Yeah, you can do 2008 onwards, right? Uh, Beijing. Yes, 2012. You were there. Yeah, that was me. 2016. Rio. Nice. And, and 2021. Uh, Tokyo. Yeah, you were there. <laughs> nice one, Katie. Um, I normally try and finish on a quote of the week before I leave everybody. And this week I was looking for a running related one. And I found one from the legend that is Michael Johnson, who we just mentioned. Uh, and he, I love this quote. He says, the only one who could beat me is me. And I thought that was absolutely fantastic as in running so in life so guys go out make sure that you're beating yourselves <laughs> not, not in that way um, have a great week and we'll be back here next Tuesday here is some Billy Joel see you out stick around for Spotlight up next
second young person has come forward with a complaint about the BBC presenter who's alleged to have paid for sexually explicit photos, according to the broadcaster. The new allegations suggest this second complainant met the presenter on a dating app but was then threatened by him. The Prime Minister was asked if he thinks the presenter should be named but didn't give a straight answer. We have an existing set of laws that govern free speech and privacy. I think it's important that the BBC conducts this investigation quickly. A right-hand man in a people smuggling ring has been jailed for more than 12 years for the manslaughter of 39 men, women and children. They were found dead in a lorry trailer in Essex in 2019. Royal Mail workers have voted to accept a deal to end a long-running dispute over pay, jobs and conditions. And England's Euro 2024 qualifier against Ukraine will be played in the Polish city of Wrocław. From Radio News Hub, I'm Edward Breslin. Here are the words every timeshare owner will be dreading to hear. Your 2023 timeshare maintenance fees are due. If you own a timeshare, you need to consider whether it's a good investment. MyTimeshareClaim.co.uk has helped thousands of owners who were missold exit their contract and receive compensation. If you bought a timeshare after 5th of January 1999, text TIME to 78900. That's TIME to 78900 to find out more. Thanks for tuning in to your local community radio station. We're one of 250 similar stations across the UK, each one serving a specific